you're listening to Relatable Roles, the actual play podcast where frequent feats of fanciful fencing often occur. So impressed. I'm so impressed with the alterations. Oh, buckle the fuck up. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> As always, I'm Max Nostorowicz, and I'm joined by the Baroness of <laughs> Claire Higginbottom. Uh, don't love that you're doxing me on the podcast, but... Okay, um... <laughs> The beautiful buxom Claire Higginbottom. Yeah, that works. <laughs> How are you doing you. today, Hello. Claire? I'm good. It's a Monday, but we're playing games, which means it all balances out to be pretty okay. Yep, yep, yep. So today we are taking a break from uh, Delta Green and playing a different Greg Stoltze uh, game that he worked on. We are playing today Dueling Fops of Vindemir. Um, a game we actually had the, the pleasure of interviewing Greg about when it was on Kickstarter earlier this year. But now it's out, so now we can play it and hopefully have a wonderful time. I don't see how we couldn't. I, for one, am extremely excited to play this. Yes, yes. We are joined by the Earl of the East Coast, Robert. <laughs> how you doing, Robert? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, as Claire okay. said, it was a Monday-ass Monday, but we are indeed playing Dueling Fops, so I'm stoked. Dueling Fops of Vindemir, if you did not listen to that interview with Greg. Which you should, so go pause this episode, go back, and listen to the interview, and then come back. We'll wait for you. I'll make you some tea while you're gone. Yeah, we uploaded all the old stuff to the new stuff, so, you know, go go give it a listen. There's some good discussion on that. But anyways, Dueling Fops of Vindemir, I hope you're back now. Is a GMless game in which um, Claire, Robert, and I are playing fanciful fops in the city of Vindemir and uh, getting up to romantic and dueling escapades over the next over a course of seven scenes. So today I am playing Andoni Chatelac, um, head of the School of Circling Enlightenment Way. My four stats are a foppishness of three, a seriousness of seven, a duelist of seven, an aristocratic score of three. Uh, my two beloveds, which are people important in my life, are my distant father, Cleomenes Chatelac, and my badass granny, Cleorada Limotec. So. Claire, who are you playing today? I am playing Sir Ferdinand Featherbottom of the school, uh, the Circle of Stabsfirths. Um, my foppish is at six, and my serious is at four. My duelist is at six, and my aristocratic is at four. I had a lot of similar roles today. Um, I am joined by my adoring spouse, Mariella Smoot, and my loyal brother, Reginald Featherbottom. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, who are you playing today, Robert? I am playing Theremin LeBeau of the Delinquent Fox School. Um, my, my stats are a foppish of eight and a serious of two, which might present some problems, a duelist of four and aristocrat of six. And I am joined by my dear sister, Emile Lebeau, and my alluring enamorata, Brion Davi Gilbert. That's a name. Those are, those are some names that I'm sure we are all going to forget over the course of the next couple hours, but let's get right into this. So, Dueling Flops of Vendemir is played over seven scenes. Um, the first one, 
always starts with the midwinter ball. So uh, ye midwinter ball. Excuse me, ye midwinter ball. Which I learned something funny recently. So that the it's reason actually pronounced the yeah yeah it is actually pronounced <laughs> the because they use that character as the thorn, which is yeah. a th sound. So. Yeah, but I still like saying ye. So yeah. Anyways. So, Claire, want to walk us through how this first scene is going to go. Alrighty, so we're all going to a fancy little dance. Uh, We will each be going uh, with our character, our teacher at the school, and uh, we each will pick one of our beloveds to go with us. Um, The next thing we will do is find out who else in this room our teacher has suddenly become smitten with. And we're going to do that by rolling and counting off. So we're going to, you know, make a note of who we're in love with. Um, And then uh, we are going to take turns carrying out actions. Each teacher and each beloved is going to take an action. And we have five different actions to choose from that I'm sure we'll talk about more once we get to the action phase. Um, So, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna role play some some weird shit. Um, we do need to determine which order we are for clockwise and counterclockwise. Um, down the list is clockwise. Up the list is counterclockwise. Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Uh, let's see. So. I am going to be in attendance with my badass granny, Clea Radalimotech. And, uh, let's see. Who are you bringing, Mr. Lord Featherbottom? Um, I will be bringing my loyal brother, Reginald Featherbottom. Okay. And Sir Lebeau? I am bringing my alluring and amorata Brion. Uh, there is one thing that we forgot to do, though, and that is we need to, uh, whichever one of us has the highest duelist rating is the leading school of swordplay in the land. So I feel like we need to know that to set some some anger baseline here. Okay. I have um, a duelist of seven. Minus six. Minus four. Okay, so that would we have a I'm clear winner. So we all know to go after you and your beloveds because we're all kind of bitter that we lost last year. Yeah, I'm the fiercest fencer in the land. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's roll to see whose beloved I become smitten with. I rolled a two. So that would be Theremin LeBeau, and I'm going to become uh, smitten by your lady wife. Uh, no, I don't have a wife. I have a, I have a, a, a lover, male lover, who ignites. Oh, I thought you... ignites oh uh, Claire has the wife. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't bring my wife. You did not bring your wife. You brought your brother. I brought my brother. You could be in love with my brother. I but I rolled for Robert's character. So. Oh, that's right. Or myself. Oh, what's the name of your? Yeah, I'll, no, I'll do. I'll do. Uh, Robert. Ooh. <laughs> My character will be smitten by Robert's character. Uh, with Theremin Lebeau. We're already sowing the seeds of anger. I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alrighty, I rolled, um, so, uh, Mr. Andoni, that you? That's your name? Yeah. Andoni Shutterluck. And, uh, I'm gonna be hella in love with your badass granny. Mm. Like, I saw her across the room just fucking around with her sword, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta get me this cougar. Yep. Um... And I I rolled, uh, fittingly enough, Ferdinand, um, and uh, I will be uh, deeply infatuated with your brother. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. <laughs> what is his um, name again? I should have written down everybody's. Reginald. Reginald. What's your granny's name again, Max? Clearada Limotech. I'm going to put my beloved names in the... Uh... In the Discord. That's probably a good idea. I will do that as well. Yep. Podcasting in real time online. So, so now that we, yeah, now that we know um, who is being smitten by who, um, everyone has to take uh, take their action for the room. Uh, one action being mm-hmm. what uh, our school teacher, or excuse me, head of uh, head of fencing school does, and the other being uh, what our uh, Beloved does. Yes. So. I um, believe we go. You, you, Claire, I, you, Claire, I. Yes. Yeah. It goes. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. So. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. So there are six actions that, uh, can be done, or excuse me, not yet. Six, one, two, three, four. I count five, unless oh, I have five. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the possible actions are: seduce somebody, make mock or engage in petty fisticuffs, take muddy draughts and boast, defend your honor, or offer sage advice. Um. Hmm. I'm going to offer sage advice to Theremin LeBeau, maybe think that, oh, maybe I will give him a little tip on how he can maybe improve his fencing game, but not to the level that I have. But, you know, what's, uh, <laughs> what's a little, uh, you know, uh, assistance? Ah, Mr. LeBeau, nice to see you here. Uh, I wish I could say the same about yourself. So, oh, oh, yeah. come now. Still still uh still sore from last year's loss. Twas a twas a dirty call by the referee and you know. Well, well, you know, a call's a call. Um be that as it may, I figure that, you know, if you work on your uh backwards left back step, uh that might give you some additional uh, pointers or uh, additional skill in upcoming uh, uh, up- upcoming matches and 
I hope dearly that I will see you uh, in, in our next bout. So now I roll serious plus aristocrats. Yeah. So you roll a d10. If you get a 10, you win automatically. If you get a 1, you fail automatically. If not, you add your roll to the two to the scores for the two traits that are listed within the roll. I rolled a 1, so, oh, so you I failed. failed immediately. I'm regarded as meddling, unimportant, dull, odd, a dull old pudding. I lose a point of aristocrats. <laughs> feel, which I makes my the, duelist go up. Yes. I, w- I, I would imagine that that uh, wonderful advice that you gave me just illustrates how undeserved last year's win was. <laughs> my dish <laughs> Well then. Well, be that as it may. Thank you all the same. Hmm. Good evening, sir. <laughs> and while you, while you two are having a childish squabble, I am going to pour myself another glass of wine and slide myself on over to Clearada. Um, and I'm going to attempt the action of seduce somebody. Um, hey, uh, ah, Lord Featherbottom extends hand for you to take. I bow very deeply and kiss the hand and then like smarmily like kiss upwards the hand until I'm like up near the face and do a cheek kiss. Mm. As this is, as this is the proper greeting to, uh, (laughs) greeting a a badass lady, uh, Clearada lets you, uh, you know, proceed, as is the Uh, custom. As is the custom. I must say, you look equal parts beautiful and dangerous tonight. Every part of ravishing. All right. Roll your boppish plus aristocrats. (laughs) Uh, So I got a six. And then my Fapa's Fretzel Aristocrat is 10, so 16, so I pass, because that's over 15. All right. So I, we dance passionately, flirt, waggle our eyebrows, drink and giggle with one another. Uh, they were not already infatuated with me, but they are now. So okay. now you got to watch yourself over there, buddy. Your badass granny is jumping on the old Featherbottom train. Oh, Lord Featherbottom, as you know, these things just improve with age, like a nice Bordeaux. And it is, it is rare that uh, such handsome young things as yourself uh, notice and appreciate these finer vintages. But it is the complexity of the palette uh, that makes it so enjoyable. And I must say, ma'am, that's a Bordeaux that I would love to sample. A Bordeaux that perhaps will meet you later in the boudoir? One can only hope. (laughs) If you need to fan yourself right now, Theremin, I understand. (laughs) My, my. (laughs) Me, a case of the vapors. Um, While, uh, as as, uh, Andony walks away, and uh, Featherbottom uh, seduces your grandmother. Uh, I'm going to 
pleased from my um, obvious showing up your uh, your attempted advice to such a superior uh, fencer as myself. I'm going to uh, to be o- overindulging in the wonderful Amontillado uh, that is being served at this party and uh, jump up on the table and proclaim, Ah, Sir Shadowak thinks that he can... Uh, that he can lecture me on how to use this beautiful rapier and unsh- unsheath my my jeweled and platinum encrusted rapier <laughs> and waggle it about and say, "Have you seen such a blade such as this in all your years? Uh, this is the blade that will bring me to my rightful place atop the schools this year." Um, <clears throat> Gage in a mighty draught and boast. Uh, so I'm going to roll foppish plus duelist. Um, playing nicely. Where the hell did I just put that? Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. That is a, a 7, 15, 19. So that is a solid success. Yeah, you pass, but you probably didn't want to pass that one because if you succeed at bragging, you get a plus one foppish. Just so you know, I do. That's <laughs> wonderful, excellent. Uh, well, uh, fair, fair. <laughs> so update uh, those stats, bro. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, I'm very quickly being a uh, intoxicated fop. <laughs> Very high on my own supply. Hmm. So now uh, it is time for Clearveto Limotech to uh, do an action. So, hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I am going to have her take muddy draughts and boast about, um, although her uh, age, some would say, would be advanced, she is still um, endeavoring on multiple sexual escapades and is still um, adept with the blade, despite her elderly years. Um, (laughs) She uh, picks up her uh, uh, gown and then, like, steps forward onto a table, of which she has someone, like, put their hands down to, like, you know, uh, lift her up. Um, There is a uh, waiter walking around with, like, a a tray of wine, and she kind of, like, swoops down and, like, grabs, like, two or three of them in in one um, many-ringed hand, and then proceeds to just... um, take several it just drinks all of them in one fell swoop um she loudly declares a brag that she is the most enchanting um elderly stateswoman in all of vindemir in in all of vindemir um and uh declares that um no man um married single or otherwise of any persuasion is safe from her charm once she sets eyes upon them. And at this point, Ferdinand is just staring completely entranced. <laughs> yes. So. 
So this is a standard uh, foppish plus duelist roll, mm -hmm. which I have a total of 11 in. So I got a total. So that is a pass. So you gain uh, a point of foppish. <laughs> yep, I... Uh, plus one foppish, and another plus one foppish if she fulfills the brag later. <laughs> so. da, 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 da. Plus one to fop later if beds someone. Just realize, <laughs> if I don't get more serious between now and the the ending fight, and I win that fight, I will then die. <laughs> It's a good way to go out, though. Yes, the, the actions undertaken by our beloveds affect the stats of our uh, teachers, mm -hmm. and if any of our if any of our stats go to zero, uh, our uh, teacher is removed from the game in a variety of ways. <laughs> so, alrighty. So now it's time for for Reginald to go, and in my mind, Reginald is. He's kind of like the fop version of a frat bro, where that he is a little chaotic, pretty loyal, and also just doesn't know how to process any sort of emotion. Um, so saying that, uh, I feel like uh, Reginald has gotten quite a crush on Brayon, the alluring enamorata of Theremin, but... He doesn't exactly know what that means, so his only go-to is to make mock or engage in pentecosticos. <laughs> um, and really, he doesn't really want to engage in the fisticuffs part. His he's going, he's a little drunk, so his brain is going straight to pranking. Um, and he's going to do the old standard um, across the room. He sees this handsome creature about to go sit in a chair. So what does what does my Reginald do? He is going to sneak up behind him and just yank that chair out of the way. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, that is a three, but it is so it is beep bop boop foppish and duelist. So yeah, that is 15, because 6 plus 6 plus 3, plus I have a point of foppish for my loyal brother. So I passed. <laughs> so I succeeded, and they look like a ninny. <laughs> the player to my left describes how my ploy leaves them feeling humiliated and seething. Um, so left would be clockwise. So Theremin, would you describe the scene for me? <laughs> um, as my uh, as as my love, my the the focus of of my erotic energy at the moment, while tempered by my deep infatuation of Reginald, leaves me feeling confused and horny. Um, as I as I rush to to assist my dear Brion up, um, but give give Reginald a sly wink and a smile as I acknowledge that that was indeed quite funny. If I uh, didn't wish if I wished you hadn't done it to to my dear beloved student. Uh, maybe maybe choose your choose your targets with a li little more tact. 
<laughs> also, you lose a point of foppishness for that, so you're welcome. Appreciate that. Thank you. Good. <laughs> good to have. It's good to have. I didn't my, uh, hedonistic demise. Um, and, uh, conveniently, now Brion's turn, who, freshly embarrassed by this, and and Brion is a flighty (laughs) bit. (laughs) And, and, uh, while, while sizing up, uh, Reginald feels, maybe, maybe this isn't quite the fight, um, he did, you know, did, didn't quite appreciate the way that um, Andoni spoke spoke to his beloved master, and uh, and decides to defend my honor by challenging um, Clareta Limotech to a uh, to a backyard brawl, take her out down by the slaughterhouses, and, and show her show her some respect. He walks up and yanks her down from the table as she brags and boasts and slaps her in the face with a glove. I don't care how old you are. You will pay for your master's insolence. <laughs> to arms! There is a gasp amongst the, amongst the, the ballroom. And, um... Again, takes her out back and and attempts to attempts to drive his blade through her heart. Now, granted, this is a serious plus duelist role, which are not my strongest suits. <laughs> well, we shall see uh, how this goes. Um, ooh, that's not great. Um, four plus four plus two. Yeah, you failed. That's a tap. Yep. Um, so, Lose one duelist point. <laughs> yeah, so the... Oh. Uh, uh, so, old yeah. granny Limotech pulls out her um, hairpin <laughs> and drives it into, the, like, into your hip. You will be walking with a limp, uh, or Brian will be walking with a limp or for some time. As he thought to take down an old woman. <laughs> and she instead um, took him down, per se. Yes. <laughs> Experience certainly uh, came out on top of young insolence. <laughs> now, now, now. This is not the proper way to do foreplay, Brion. <laughs> and scene. Horny grandma. <laughs> Wins the night. Horny stabby grandma. (laughs) I love horny stabby grandma. She's great. I'm actually, Theremin, I believe in you, but I'm really glad you didn't win that role because if you did, then Granny would have been dead and out of the game. Yeah, I know. That's why. I could only imagine the repercussions that would have had for your character and their bloodline. Yeah, I I really thought it would be pretty funny to start off by murdering a grandmother. 
Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bold move, Cotton. See if it plays off. <laughs> did it did not. not. <laughs> did not play off. All right, so what is our first random scene again? Was it the gambling hall or the Grog House Brawl? The Grog House our first brawl. random scene is the Grog House Brawl. All righty. Let me give us the quick introduction of the Grog House Brawl. Um, who would have predicted that a simple night of heavy drinking by armed young people uh, who have never encountered consequences could go wrong? Each player decides if it's the instructor who's present for this debacle, and if not, which beloved is clashing and guzzling? Um, so, for me, uh, I really think it's Reginald. Uh, he's he's the, the frat bro of the family. He's he's going to be at this drinking party defending the teacher at the school's honor while he is drunk. For me, it is Andoni Chatelak himself, as he thinks a drunken brawl is a good way to practice his skills in unorthodox combat. Um, and it, for me, it is also it is also Theremin Lebeau, as uh, as he does quite enjoy his grog. And is always down for for a little scuffle. <laughs> Alrighty, so now that we all have who is going to be at this grog house, uh, we need to figure out uh, who is the insulted party. So we're each going to roll one d six and count that number to the left or clockwise in this case. Uh, that player's character takes offense and starts shit. Um, I don't think it's each of us. Is it or just one of us? Yeah, it's, it's one you. of us because based yeah. off how this goes, yeah. uh, multiple people will act. That's right. Yeah, All right. It, okay, it, then it, I will you. do the rolling for us. Yeah. yeah. Who is the insulted party? The insulted party is Andoni Chatelac. He's gonna start some shit. No, that's yeah, no. I am a... the insulted party. Not the who gave offense. Who insults yeah, that, me? That player's you, character yeah, takes you, offense and, and starts, starts shit. shit. I'm literally reading. Oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, so you're the one who's starting shit because you're offended. Yes. And who gave the offense? That would be Theremin. <laughs> of course it is. Naturally, yes, yes, yes. And what was the heinous crime? Oh, their scabbard touched my scabbard. Scandal! So, the insulted party, so Andoni, is going to pick a fight, and the miscreant, Theremin, will respond. Uh, starting with the forsooth, let us take this outside scene. Mm, I think, so, that's I what think, mine is. I think he chooses. I choose one. which one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. sorry, you're right. Yeah. So, I got too excited. <laughs> Oh, no, that's me. I no, am no, no, alleged, no. I am no. the alleged miscreant from step two. So I respond. No, I, I'm I, the insulted party. So I choose how to react first. Oh, yeah, Your yeah. Right. touched mine. <laughs> so, God, we cannot read today. <laughs> so, um... Scorned by his rejection at the Midwinter's Ball, um... And knowing that he is uh, rejection of the ball, and knowing that uh, he's the contender for the end of the year uh, Fenton tournament, 
Um, Andoni immediately escalates to attempted murder. <laughs> so I'm going to roll a seriousness plus duelist roll. Uh, so let's see here. What will happen to Theremin? Uh, I got an 18. If the target is a beloved, they bleed out. No. Da, 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 da. Uh, Theremin so is not so. Yeah. So now uh, we move on to if the scene hasn't ended, each onlooker now has a chance to act. Yeah, you no, you have been I, I you've respond. been stabbed, Theremin. Yeah, I've been I've been stabbed, and now I respond. Let me see what I get. What happens to me if it, because of that roll, though? Real quick. It was a serious plus duelist. Mm-hmm. I I get negative one duelist as a result of that. Um, but because it was not my last, I do survive, though I am grievously wounded. <laughs> as I said last month, forward, back, back left, back step, Lebo. Um, and in <laughs> as as I nurse this wound, um. I uh, I do indeed respond in kind uh, as I was I was initially uh, going to attempt to mollify you and and smooth this over and save the battle for the end, um, but you have wounded me and I cannot uh, I I cannot let this pass. So I'm going to attempted murder you right back. Uh, with my beautiful, beautiful rapier, whose scabbard brushed up against your filthy, worthless, rusty rapier scabbard. And dagger to the brisket to you. Um, and I immediately fail. <laughs> uh, uh, a, a one, a one, as I, as I just swipe in front of you, you jump back, um, Missing my dagger, uh, not not even closely, and I, I stumble face to face, nursing my wound and my wounded pride. Now, <laughs> your forward assault is just as poor as your back. I guess you have... need more than a few words of sage advice. You need a sage lecture. Raucous <laughs> laughter from the grog house. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to say that as an onlooker, I'm going to act now uh, in the onlooker has a chance to act section. And uh, I'm drunk enough that there's there's fighting happening. I'm going to smash a chair on somebody because apparently Ferdinand, real big fan of chairs. Um, so I don't really know what's happening because I'm too drunk to really understand. But I see someone with a knife. And I see someone bleeding. So I'm going to try and smash a chair on the guy with the knife. Who would be Andoni? <laughs> I don't know why I feel the need to say it like that every time. Andoni. The, the Gabagool. Got the Basque name. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make a foppish plus duelist roll. Uh, which is a seven. Plus six plus six plus one. So I very much succeed that. <laughs> So I punch 
many people. I break a bottle over someone's head and even swing from the chandelier to kick the barkeep in the chest, uh, which feels very on brand for me. Uh, so for that, I gain a point of foppish. Uh, I, if I wish, I can go by the nickname Bar Beast from now on, which, let's be honest, I probably will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really think that since you guys have kind of stabbed each other out, that's a pretty good nightcap for this scene. Because <laughs> we can decide uh, this, we can decide the scene has ended at this point. Yeah. Unless yeah. someone wants to try and reclaim their honor. <laughs> but I think since both of you already went, that this mm. is a good end point. Do I want to... Ah, the black thirst is upon me. <laughs> I'm going to do another... Ser uh, the ser uh, nah, I'm killing. Another serious plus duelist okay. on Sir Theremin. Uh, let's see. That is... That's a 16. Uh, bu -bu -bu, you uh, lose a point of duelist, Mr. LeBeau. Excellent. Uh, as you stab me while I'm down. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, Watch where you point your scabbard, you lally gallywag. I will have my revenge on you, Anthony. No, I, 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 take an, I take an ear. <laughs> That's rude. You're literally cutting off his ear. Just, a, just the tip of it, like just the tip. Like he's gonna have like a, like a, a flat-topped ear. Okay. Just the it tip. Weird that that adds a point of aristocrat for me. As but I, your, your, your balance is off now. So yeah. So you yeah. have to. You have to turn to matters of state. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, so that concludes uh, the Grog House Brawl. Where to next? Up next, we have the Harrowing of Gambling Hell. Alrighty. Let me intro us. Don't worry, it's just a name. They call it that because it's underground. Also because it's smoke-filled and usually very hot. Oh, and crowded. And people cry out in agony with some fair frequency. Plus, it is filled with people who wish you misfortune. But the similarities to actual hell end there. Wait, one more. It's chock full of sinners. This event is pretty simple. Everyone picks one character to go to this disreputable, squalid congress of dice obsessives with wildly divergent opinions about hygiene for fun. Uh, everyone rolls two actions. So pick a person, and then we'll go around twice doing some actions. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to make uh, Ferdinand go, because I feel like Ferdinand's been kind of left out, so he's going to come with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send my distant father, Cleomenes Chatelac. Um... And I will be sending my dear sister, who has a crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> as, as she wastes away our family fortune. Um, Coast the fact that uh, I'm still far more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So who would like to go first? Um, I suppose I should. Um, and my, my dear Emile will uh, be wagering on a cockfight as, as her favorite her favorite gambling habits uh, all involve violence as well. She's a very, very troubled young lady. Um, and she's going to, to wager quite a, uh, quite a large sum on, on the, the ongoing cockfight as she, uh, she bets all of it on, on original recipe. Um, so that is a popish plus dualist roll. Um, which is a weird combination of stats for me. Ooh, so six plus seven, 13 plus one, 14, 14. So you lose. So I lose. Excellent. Um, so yes, she, uh, Immediately after placing the bad original recipe is just beheaded by the monster chupa <laughs> across across the ring. Um, and again, she just she consoles herself knowing that regardless of how much money she loses, Theremin will certainly take the brunt of of any displeasure. Um, and I have disadvantage on my next roll <laughs> as I hmm. sit in the corner and brood. Andoni? Uh, well, it's my father's uh, decision, so let me... Cleomenes? Yeah, Cleomenes. What will Cleomenes do? Let me find the actions, because I was flipping about. Okay, let's... Hmm. I am going to... I'm going to shoot some dice. Uh, roll any die. If I get odds, I get an advantage on my next foppish roll. If I get evens, uh, disadvantage on my next foppish roll. I got evens, so disadvantage on the next foppish roll for <laughs> um, the house Shatilak as the distant father Cleomenes after the uh, passing of his wife from uh, consumption, not in the Victorian sense, but in the consuming too much wine sense, um, <laughs> has turned to uh, gambling, but also the seriousness of life, and dis uh, uh, does not think that uh, life is fair, and sometimes you must take it to chance, and uh, skill will not save you, so that's why he's taken to gambling. But, as this role has shown, Fortune does not always favor the bold. <laughs> does not. Uh, so Ferdinand is down here. He's playing some dice. And he is at a table with the dear sister of Theremin. And maybe it's the smoke. Maybe it's the amount of alcohol. Maybe there actually is some sleight of hand. But... uh. He really doesn't like the way that she is rolling those dice and she is going or he is going to accuse her of cheating. 
He's going to slam his glass down at the table and say, Woman, this is no place for your fairer kind, especially one as sneaky as you. I saw you slip that other dice out of your pocket, and I saw you use it. And I don't like it. (laughs) So I am going to roll a foppish plus duelist roll. Uh, which I will succeed at grandly. I roll the seven, and I get to add a seven and a six. Um, so she has been chastised, and I gain one of duelist. So you're gonna sneak away from the table with your tail between your legs. Uh, sure I am. Uh, <laughs> Emil is Emil is thoroughly embarrassed. Um. And uh, after losing at losing to cockfight and being driven away from the dice table, um, she's going to hope that maybe cards present a better avenue of enrichment so this evening isn't a total loss. Um, and, uh, you know, fortune favors the cheat. As she's just been outed as a cheat, she might as well. Take advantage of that. Um, and uh, attempt to cheat her way into a uh, into a, a winning hand. Um, foppish plus aristocrat, which is going to be hard for me to lose. Um, yeah, so that is a, a 6 plus 16 plus 2. Um, so I have 24. I finally managed to pull out some... Uh, some fortune from this evening, um, and uh, and certainly succeed by underhanded rule breaking. As I am just swapping out cards, they don't even have the same backs as the <laughs> black cards that we're using. But everybody's too drunk in the room; is too smoky for anybody to realize that she somehow got five aces. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, through 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 wit. And and dumb luck and uh, manufactured luck, she does manage to win this um, and come away finally with with uh, reducing the losses. I, I doubt she's breaking even even this evening. But <laughs> okay, so one foppish. So so Cleo Menez notices. Um... Uh, Sir Featherbottom, um, you know, partaking of festivities and turns to him uh, and greets himself and says, Ah, uh, Ferdinand, is it? Yes. Um, Is this the right uh, locale for a man of your uh, status? Wouldn't you be better off uh, training to duel my son, the gaudy tournament in the year? Or, from what I hear, seducing my mother-in-law. Uh, roll serious aristocrat. It is Emil. So Emil is is taken aback. No, he's, no. he's talking to no, me. Talking, talking, my, yeah. My, my apologies. I just yeah. want you to be the one that has to call me Yon Daddy, my good sir. <laughs> uh, well, I got a 18. I have ruined your mood. You take disadvantage on your next action, even if it's in another scene. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, I am go and I'm I'm annoyed at this point, but like I'm not letting it bring me down too hard because I know I'm gonna bang that guy's mom. Um so I'm just gonna I'm gonna play some cards. I saw Mia go over to that table. I don't trust her. Maybe I want to see if she does something shady again. So I'm gonna, gonna play some cards. So I'm gonna roll Foppish plus Aristocrat at disadvantage. First roll is an eight. My second is a one. So congratulations on timing your disadvantage well. <laughs> so I will lose a point of Foppish as I draw the cards that Emil has somehow snuck onto the table, and then I get accused of cheating when I then have five aces. My, my, what would your lady wife say? As, as Emil is like, Ah! The rascal accuses me of cheating at dice and then comes over here and cheats at cards! <laughs> For shame, sir! For shame! And gets up, leaving the, like, the false deck on the <laughs> not not me. I'm out. <laughs> Random cards just falling. Yeah, just fall out of her cloak. <laughs> just immediately out of her sleeves. Nice chips. Just... Oh shame! They hit Ferdinand in the face. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And she certainly. Uh, Sprints out. <laughs> out of the party. I'm out. And that concludes our harrowing of gambling hell. Onwards <laughs> to Ye Spring Cotillion. So for Ye Spring Cotillion, uh, every teacher is in attendance, as are all surviving beloveds. So since none of our beloveds have been killed off yet or been wooed away, we're off to a good start. Uh, wounded, however, though. Wounded. Not killed. Uh, however, as this dance is hosted by the tyrant of Vindemir, fatal dueling is, let's go with, frowned upon. No one dies tonight, which is not to say hot-blooded teens might not scratch up each other's faces pretty good. Uh, every player takes an action with one of their beloveds. After everyone's done those, the teachers each act. However, the instructors must use their one action to either pay court or pitch woo to the person they fell in love with at the midwinter ball. Um, assuming, of course, they survived. If the Animorata is dead already, the teacher doesn't act, just mopes. <laughs> Start with beloved actions, then go to the sexy stuff. Mm. Um, also, we go counterclockwise this time. Because we're on an even-numbered event. Okay, thank you <laughs> for keeping track of that. <laughs> yes. For following the rules, you go first. <laughs> also, because counterclockwise from Max, I would go first. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, I will... Uh, let's see. The, okay, so the problem is quite a bit of these are extremely dangerous. 
for me. <laughs> on, let me see which one doesn't kill me. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Um, in an attempt to uh, to regain some fallen uh, honor, uh, Brion is going to try and uh, outshine his rival. His rival being the badass granny, uh, <laughs> Clarita Limotech, um, who's now uh, certainly become his sworn enemy for life, and he's just hoping that her lifespan is, uh, is shorter than his. So, um, he's, he's going to make himself look better than some other less glorious courtier. Um, he's just gonna do some, like, gymnastics and shit to show off his youthful vibrance and range of motion. Uh, and <laughs> Hope that she is uh, is saddened by her lost vitality um, and knowledge that she would certainly break a hip if she attempted the round-off back handspring that he is attempting to do in front of the tyrant to also impress the tyrant. Um, and uh, and so I, uh, I roll foppish plus aristocrat. Um, so that is... Uh, a six plus seventeen plus. How are you getting seventeen? I have eight foppish and nine aristocrat. Okay. I'm I'm real close to not being in the game anymore <laughs> in two different ways, but foppish and aristocrat are really coming through for me. Okay. Um, and, uh, he also does get. Uh, plus two to foppish, but a not minus two to aristocrat, so that balances out. Um, but I I massively succeed with a twenty three, um, as uh, both the the tyrant and um, begrudgingly Clarita acknowledge that he is in fact very young and nimble, and, <laughs> and, and that she would indeed break a hip had she tried such a a display as his. But that hole in his hip, too. It's surprising. It's healed up nicely over the last uh, over the last couple of months. There's certainly a scar, um, and it does look like he has a front butthole. But um, <laughs> but well, he knows to say the the blade brings character. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So, um, Cleomenes is going to bring a serious matter to the tyrant's attention. Um, so, the civic issue that uh, Cleomenes is going to bring up is the criminal watering down of wine um, on in the gambling district, which, although is to be expected, is being done so with... Uh, water from the um, seedier parts of town, which is going to cause an outbreak in plague and possibly consumption. It's, it's, as the, people... 
the runoff from Stab Alley. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, Sirius plus Aristocrat. Uh, I fail on that one, as I only have a 13. So... She rhetorically asks me if it is too much to ask to have one night of frivolity without the asinine fribble trying to impress upon me as a serious court thinker. Um, my uh, my distant father is shooed away, um, and uh, I take a minus one to aristocrat and a minus one to serious, which puts my duelist at nine. <laughs> I've been playing my stats to try and keep me in the middle, y'all. I might win on default. Um, so, I'm sorry, what, what was that, Theremin? Nothing. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mariella, my adoring spouse, has, as being a, a good wife type, mostly just stays at home and thinks about how wonderful our marriage is, uh, regardless of what I do outside of the house. So she is going to give some sensible advice to the youths and the youths at heart. Um, which I, I need to read the intro to this because it's cracking me up. Um, if you maintain a serious fandom for the nurse in Romeo and Juliet, you can make a serious plus aristocrat role to dump a metaphorical pitcher of ice water over the metaphorical leg-humping dogs of unwise infatuation. <laughs> um, so I'm going to kind of just go on a way too long tangent about how special it is to be married and to be faithful and that really it's what our our gods want. It's what our tyrant wants. It's It's how we continue our next generation of sword fighters. Um, Basically, just tell a hard on for responsibility. Uh, people don't really like it, but we're going to see how it goes. Uh, so I rolled a six plus a seven is 13 plus two, 15. I hornied some people down. Oh no, I hornied him up. I fail. I don't, oh no, I'm right. I read it the wrong one. So I've degraded someone's infatuation down to mere idle curiosity. Um, so I don't know. Who do I want to target? Uh, Theremin, who are you infatuated with? Your brother. Mm, <laughs> no, I kind of want to see how that plays out. Uh, <laughs> and Donnie, who are you infatuated with? Theremin. Yeah, no, you're you're only idly curious now. You're no longer infatuated. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not sure how that plays out for how I do my second action, but... Oh, yeah, bad. okay. That's what's happening. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. All right, so now each instructor is going to roll for romance. Either pay court or pitch woo. <laughs> Man, you're up um, first. Yes, that is me. I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to decide uh, which of two. Uh, 
Oh no. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pitch woo. Um, as I I, I am indeed a uh, a connoisseur of smutty bodice ripping. Um, uh, as I uh, slide up to to Reginald and uh, and just begin whispering in his ear all of the the body and inappropriate things I would like him to do uh, to me or vice versa. I think in... we need some examples of that. <laughs> you, know, you know, ankle massages. And belly kisses, May, maybe a maybe a uh, maybe a spank or two even. <laughs> the bo- the bodiest of activities, <laughs> and uh, um, see if I can if I can talk him into a uh, talk him into a dalliance in the uh, in the the. Ale storeroom of the of the palace. Um, so it's foppish plus aristocrat, um, which is still fucking very good for me. Um, so, uh, oh boy, this is still not great. Are you gonna kill yourself by trying to bang my brother? No, not quite. Um, <laughs> I I did get a uh, a twenty three. Six plus seventeen, um, and and uh, have uh, successfully um, increased your brother's uh, response to me as um, to to an, a mutual infatuation. <laughs> um, I also gain plus one foppish, which isn't great. Uh, now you have to do the enraged portion. Uh, yeah, pick one other character. Yeah, who finds out it is enraged? It cannot be your own uh, teacher or your own beloved. I imagine that... Um, that uh, Sir Ferdinand is probably not super stoked. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> yeah, about about this um, this dalliance as you see us sweatily return to the party. Um, the the blush of of ankle touching obvious on his face. Um, <laughs> the, the the glow and and self satisfaction of of Theremin as he's. Um, managed another conquest. <laughs> uh, so. So from now until the end of time, I get advantage against you when using serious plus serious duelist. Plus duelist. Yes. Okay. Uh, up next is uh, Andoni, who's uh, seeing Theremin return from pitching Wu figures like, ah, now is my chance, and saunters up to him. And said, ah, Theremin, I see your wounds have healed. You know, after my grandmother gave um, your friend, what's his name again? I cannot recall. 
anyways, uh, a, a nice stab in the hip. I figured I could only um, give you a matching pair, you know. One from one, one to the other. And, oh, you look so much better with them, I say, with the little half-ear. Make you more aerodynamic next time we duel, which oh, I'm still very much looking forward to. You you trying to fuck him? What's, what's I have to do you him. have in mind, yeah. Anthony? Well, we cannot cross swords here, but we can cross something else. So I have to roll foppish and aristocrat with a disadvantage, so this is going to go terribly uh, yeah, I fail. So you reject me. Uh, there's a lot of snickering. I lose a point of seriousness. Uh, yeah. So that's all that happens there. Unless Theremin wants to play out how he's rejecting you, because I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good too. Um, yes. Yeah, so well, uh, while while I certainly appreciate the. Uh... Gesture, I must say, I couldn't quite hear you well out of my uh, damaged ear. It, so it sounded like you were attempting to seduce me, possibly to weaken me for the final duel in which I shall drive my rapier through your black heart. Now, excuse me as me and my love, uh, Reginald, that's his name, Reginald. I'm sorry, Reginald, I'm quite off-put by the, the gall, the absolute gall of Andoni here. Uh, good, good day. Good day to you. Keep it in your sheath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised your knife wasn't out for that. It's a bad form to do so at the at the cotillion. And what are the actions of what are the actions of Ferdinand Featherbottom? Ferdinand, well, as you know, Ferdinand has an adoring spouse, so Ferdinand cannot pay court. So Ferdinand can only keep his dalliances behind closed doors. So. He's very clearly going to pitch woo, and I think we all know who he's going to pitch that woo to, and that is the sexiest badass granny we've ever seen, Miss Clearada. Um, I'm going to lead her out into the moonlight and gaze adoringly into her eyes, and uh, my beautiful lady... How about we revisit that conversation of me tasting your exquisite Bordeaux? Time to roll. Time to roll. What will happen? Thurman did not like that. <laughs> if it succeeds, I... If, yeah, okay, just, just roll. It's a very dry Bordeaux. Oh, I super passed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nine plus six plus seven. <laughs> My, uh, the, uh, Cleoman is shut to lock, has to find out about this. He is galled by the betrayal. Well, first, Ferdinand was... first, though, I gained a foppish from my conquest. And then you're going to be even more mad at me, Mr. Uh, Cleomenes, because she was already infatuated with me. Now she is devoted and is on my character sheet. Oh. 
Hey, I get plus one fop for that because she betted someone. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, yes. Silver now, linings. Clea Menace has the this advantage of me. In uh, serious plus serious duelist. duelist. For, but, until the end of time. Yes. But. How dare you fuck my mother? <laughs> now my dear sweet Clearata is mine. And she is in. Uh, she is. Joined the circle of stabs first. <laughs> so now I have a wife and a side piece. <laughs> a well seasoned side piece. A well seasoned side piece. <laughs> Alrighty. Where to next? Next is the triangular romantic interlude. Oh my. Um. So, for the triangular romantic interlude, someone has slipped someone else a letter suggesting an accidental meeting at a seasonally appropriate uh, venue. Um, should we go by the season it is currently right now and that it is fall? Uh, I kind of like the spring one. Okay, then we will do the spring one. The romantic blooming cherry boulevard near the gallows. Um... <laughs> If it's your turn when this comes up, your instructor must attend this scene uh, as the person you fell in love with at the midwinter ball. So this is your turn. Is it's my turn? Yeah, because this is scene five. Okay, cool. So it is my turn. So my instructor must end the scene as the person I fell in, and the person I fell in love with, which is my dear devoted Clearata, <laughs> the badass granny. Um, moreover, if other player players have characters who are infatuated or devoted to either of that pair, they must commit them to the scene. Otherwise, they send whoever they like. Uh, I don't think any of y'all are infatuated with either of us, so... I you... hate you. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys can send whoever you'd like. Who would you like to send? I'm sending myself. Okay. Um, and I'm sending Emil. That's fair. Yes, Emil. Okay. Emil's out for, uh, for some stuff. So, who sent the letter? I just rolled a d6, and the one I love sent the letter. Um... So each player takes an action. Start with the lover who rolled up the scene, who would be me. Uh, end with the person for whom they've got the hots, who Ray. is also played by me because they are in my <laughs> arsenal now. Um, and otherwise, go clockwise if it's an even number scene, counterclockwise for odd. Each player gets two actions before the scene ends. Uh I, I can still play as oh so so I guess I go first. No, I go first. Oh, excuse I'm, me. I I so. can play as the I can play as grandma. You know, Why for would... for for a variety of voices, I guess. So you're not yeah. so you're not acting against yourself. Okay, but she's still mine. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, all for the right. purposes of the scene, uh, Cleoletta Liebenek will be played by Max Astorowicz. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. Most of these are so. I guess I just have to declare my passion because that's really the only thing that I can do to not piss off the person that I'm in love with. Um, 
So I'm just going to keep telling Clearada how much I love her. You beautiful old woman! Every wrinkle on your face is a reason that I love you and adore thee. Let us walk amongst the gallows and regret that they did not have a love as ours to enjoy before they were hung from their weak necks. Uh, so I succeeded that with a foppish and aristocratic, uh, with a 16. You already devoted to me, so we're good. Uh, uh, let's see here. So, Clearada throws herself on the sweet words of Ferdinand (laughs) Featherbottom in the square amongst the cherry blossoms. Um, then seemingly, from out of the shadows, (laughs) comes... And Doni Chatelak seeking to interfere <laughs> on this uh, romantic escapade. Uh, wrote a foppish and aristocrat role. So uh, that is a fail on 12. Um, so uh, let's see if they think you have it. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> My So I'm gonna lean over my, to uh to badass granny and gay Is your is your grandson hitting on us? Is he is he trying to get in on this? And she's like um, Yeah, he appears to have some sort of generational Oedipal condition <laughs> after the loss of his mother <laughs> is projecting the thoughts upon me. Let's let him down easily. All right, but damn. you're a kind of, but apparently Ferdinand's kind We're of into it. We're both like a little into it. It's fine. Um. Uh. I think Emil is also going to attempt to interfere. Um, just out of uh, like, oh, that. That seemed that seems to be quite fun, uh, and don't even though it didn't quite work out for you, and is going to slide up to 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 Granny and be like, you know, he's <laughs> Reginald is is quite too serious for someone someone like you. You you certainly want uh, want a more youthful, fun, uh, unserious dalliance. To, to experience in your golden years, don't you? Um, it's foppish plus aristocrat for the for the clam jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is hugely successful. It's a twenty-four. Um, I and you say and, the your 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 asymmetrical appearance is quite alluring. Um. And and Granny is is no longer de- devoted. No, no longer devoted. No Still longer infatuated. Devoted. Still infatuated. Still infatuated. But um, Andoni regains control of his dear grandmother for the time being. Yeah, because I guess they're uh, not infatuated with you, so they wouldn't go to you. They would just go back to Andoni. No, no, they're they're still on your. They're, oh, still, they're still on mine. Okay. Yeah, still on yours. Yeah. Until someone else actually pulls them away. 
pulls them into devotion. St- oh uh, yeah, uh, okay. the devotion status. So yeah. So she's still mine. She's just only infatuated with me. Yeah, she's slightly um, you know, but agrees that maybe you are a bit too serious, and maybe she should be seeking out something a little more adventurous. <laughs> Namila's very self-satisfied at not only having successfully pulled off the clam jam, um, but to have also shown up Anthony in the process of this is how you fuck up somebody's relationship. <laughs> Amateur hour over here. <laughs> so I get skipped because my beloved has to go last, so it goes back to and Donnie's at this point, you're the Thinking character that my, uh, my non-violent interference uh, did not work. We are doing blood for ye blood god. I roll serious plus duelist as I pull out my uh, rapier, and I have advantage on this roll. All right, that was a total of a 23, 22. Um, you lose Dude. a point of duelist. Who Ferdinand? did you attack? Yeah, did Ferdinand. you attack? Okay, did you okay. attack yeah, me or my beloved? I, I could not interfere in your romantic outing, so I drew steel and decided to let the blade do the speaking. Um, my grandmother survived, but you lost a point of duelist, uh, Sir Featherbottom. Okay. Uh, as you bleed out on, as as you are severely bleeding on the on the uh, cobblestones of of the Hangman Square, I dash off back down the alleys, escaping apprehension. <laughs> Everyone knows that this scar was was caused by the by the house Ch- Chatelac, but no one will take, no one can prove it. Um. And Emil is going to see the uh, the open. Well, open Emil already door. went, so Theremin has to go. No, I, I only bring one character. We only oh, bring okay. one character. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you're the only one who brought. Yeah, that's right. I'm the only one who brought two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yes, it is. Um, it is Emil's turn, and she's going to declare her passion for. Granny Clear. <laughs> oh fuck you! Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know what's what's more what's far more adventurous than a bleeding old fool is a uh, physically whole and youthful lady. And uh, and maybe it is truly time to step outside of your comfort zone, Granny. Um, and. And maybe I shall taste of your dry Bordeaux. <laughs> <laughs> and so, foppish plus, plus aristocrat. Uh, yeah, 20, 25 will do it. My dear, who do you think is the one who came up with the term step outside your comfort zone? I shall write me again later, Sir Featherbottom. I have other avenues to explore. No, I, I can no, th- I can role play this character now. She's mine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so now Granny is infatuated with Emil and Featherbottom. Mhm. So 
quite the um quite the the split of of interest. Yeah. Um let me see. So I am going to um clearly by everything that is happening here, uh badass granny really and truly feels like she is the hottest commodity of Vendemir. So uh knowing that she has two people utterly infatuated with her and feeling utterly infatuated with them back and knowing that people are willing to stab over her uh she's gonna fucking brag she's gonna jump up on that cherry line street gonna flash the crowd and be like this old girl still got it look (laughs) at me go (laughs) so i am going to do a Foppish plus duelist rule for a brag. Uh, but I am going to fail. <laughs> so I lose a point of Foppish because I rolled a one right away. And right. scene. I like I trip over it, like I lift up my shirt and a boob gets caught and it like flops out. It's very embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> A little high on her own supply there, Granny. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So up next, we have the Locked Room Mystery. Alrighty. Um, So it starts off with each of us picking a character who was present at a delightful weekend at Lady Cetro Jess's estate just a few miles outside of town. I'm going to be sending Cleomena Chatelac. Uh I will be sending Reginald Ferdinand. Um, and I will be sending Theremin. Because Theremin. Reginald will be there? Because <laughs> Reginald will be there. Okay. Um, uh, after, after a restful night at the Cetrojess estate, or perhaps not, um, after the sounds of footsteps and doors opening and closing as people are visiting one another's bedrooms, uh, despite the abundance of luxury uh, rugs that, that the footsteps can be heard, a ghastly surprise in the morning. Lord Ravenspite did not answer when the chambermaid brought his breakfast, and after much knocking and pounding, a skinny lad was lowered off the roof to force entry through the window. Uh, luckily, there are no shortages of those. In Vindemir, every house comes with at least two. <laughs> the lord was found to be dead but not just dead burned with his head stuffed in the fireplace of which the house has 12 who could have done it and how uh, solve this mystery could require all of our characters knowledge and insight so some of them may well decide to just booze up and counsel the more attractive or the trauma of the traumatized guests instead each character will get one mystery action if one of these actions identifies the killers everyone gets a finale action described below uh, if someone wants to be a serial killer, they act first, but roll nothing as they try to hide their tracks. Non-killer mysteries actions include... Um, does anyone want to be the killer? It, I mean, that would ruin it now because it's supposed to be secret. Okay. So let's just say no. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, so it would start with me then. So... Hmm... 
I am going to call the city guard. Uh, we pay taxes, and uh, this is what the city guard is for. Uh, roll serious plus aristocrat. Uh, I failed. Um, <laughs> the boozy, ignorant reprobate who answers my call ultimately arrests the baker's boy, even though he was clearly innocent. Also, you're pretty sure the cop nicked my cufflinks. <laughs> this would have this would have been much more successful had the had the tyrants uh heeded my warnings at the last uh open open call of of municipal issues. Bah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I am going to uh browbeat everyone because that is very much Reginald's brand. Um, to just get up in people's faces, try and get this shit figured out. Uh, so I yell at people, threaten, gather everyone in the room, and accuse and insinuate until the killer's guilty conscience cracks. It never fails. Uh, and I rolled a 10 off the bat, so I succeed. Uh, the killer springs to their feet and confesses. And it is a mad acrobat through the window. (laughs) (laughs) The traveling uh, Cirque de Blade came through and uh, did away with uh, the Lord Raven uh, Ravenspite. Apparently. So since one of these actions identified the killer, everyone gets a finale action. Uh, let's let's keep going in player order. So, Theremin. Yes, um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to attempt to help the killer escape. As I as I am uh, very impressed by his mad acrobatics and didn't quite care for Lord Ravenspite. Um, and so I'm going to to attempt to cause a uh, a distraction with again my rapier that I'm very proud of uh acting like I'm going to to challenge him to a duel but get wrapped up in describing the beauty of my bejeweled and platinum rapier as I'm wont to do look at the jewels look at how they shine they will sh- glint w- beautifully as they are drenched in this mad person's blood um, Poppish plus, plus Aristocrat. Um, and I do indeed succeed. I rolled a 9 plus 17. <laughs> um, everybody is, is probably a bit, a bit, um, sick of my, <laughs> talking about your sword uh, for hours and hours. Talking about my sword for hours and hours, um, mm. and rolling their eyes. And in in a moment of united eye roll, the mad acrobat um, skips uh, his way out of the window. Um, I uh, also now have to wear an itchy fake mustache in public after shaving my real one. 
uh, indeed, and henceforth, <laughs> henceforth act as the mysterious upcountry newcomer, Gadger Buck, and speak in a very ridiculous accent, uh, <laughs> which I will interpret upcountry as deeply southern. Uh, uh, I'm now Gadger Buck uh, for the for the remainder of this story. Uh, who just so happens to have stolen uh, Thurman LeBeau's very fancy and pretty rapier. <laughs> in a, in a, as, as Thurman attempted to make his escape uh, uh, from, from the city of Vindemir, I stole his wonderful rapier. Look at it, isn't it pretty? And that successfully gives me a little bit of breathing room in Duelist, as I'm now at eight Aristocrat and therefore two Duelist. <laughs> well, I could try to do, I could try to stop Ye Mal Malefactor on the grand staircase of the, uh, of the uh, house, but I have it 12 before I roll. So that could take me out of the game. <laughs> Will the... Uh... Yeah. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on, I'll save it. I'll save swordplay for the final scene coming up. The, 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 re the real killer did escape. Yeah. So are you passing on your finale action? I'm passing on mine, yeah. Um, I mean, the killer did escape, and we got Gadger Buck. So I feel like that kind of that closes the case. There's nothing yep. else we can do. I guess I'm going to pass on my finale action as well. Much right. obliged. <laughs> but we have one final. Yeah. Oh, oh! Before uh, before uh, we all leave this mansion, um. Reginald sees Gadger Bunk Buck wink at him and is like a little confused because he's too dumb to realize that it's the same person in a different mustache. Um, so he's just like, "Am I am I into dudes now?" I guess. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. <laughs> just who I am. <laughs> So, we have one final scene left in this session of Dueling Fops of Vendemir. Ye All Valley Fencing Championship. The big one. All of Vendemir turns out to the civic gutball pitch to watch fencing schools contend, unless they can't get off work or hit the side of blood, which, likely. The winners claim Ye Baron's Claymore and exercise smug bragging rights for a year. A loser's scowl and plot redress. Food truck vendors sell questionable seafood and frown over the heavy scent of sour cheese while gangs of inebriated civil guards cheer hits regardless of which side scored, their faces ruddy with camaraderie, bloodlust, and ale. So now our three characters must decide if the teacher is competing or if they're sending a student. So I am going to be sending... And Doni Chatelac, last year's champion. 
I'm for sure sending uh, Gadger Buck, uh, <laughs> new, newly minted leader of of the of the uh, deviant uh, the delinquent fox school, um, to attempt to bring greater honor upon this school than was granted last year, or through the actions of the dastardly Theremin LeBeau throughout the year. <laughs> um. Um. Just because I want to see what will happen if Gadger Buck has to fight Reginald, I'm going to send Reginald because he's out for blood. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, who went first last round? I think it was Anthony Chatsalak. So, uh, Ferdinand, or Reginald, do you have first action? Uh, I would like to to really quickly um, read the description in the in the introduction for uh, you can fight to win, even if that means poking their fiance in the eye. You could have guarded high. I'm just saying. I always thought your eyes were beautiful. I'll miss it too. No, you're right. You'll miss it more. I'm sorry. Look, this isn't a competition. Not anymore. Because I won. Come on. Don't be such a spoil sport. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great writing there, Greg Salty. So, just to make sure that I am reading this correctly, uh, all of us have a first match that's against an unnamed NPC then we do the kill time, and then we have the final matches that are with each other. Uh, because we all have an initial match, which is just outside of the realms of the game, mm -hmm. and then we do the killing time, and then we'll have to do a little bracket for the final match. Yeah, yeah. Unless you lose in the first round. Um, well, it does say if it is at all possible, the competitor's up for... The person they fell for at Yumi Winter Ball, or who fell for yeah. them. So that means that uh, Anthony Chasselak is playing, is fighting uh, Gator Buck in the, in Gadger. the opening. Ga 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 Gadger, Gadger Buck, sir. Gadger Buck. You seem like quite a uh, fine, upstanding man, Anthony. Are you is are you hiding your clipped ear? No, I clipped the other ear. You clipped, you clipped both <laughs> ears. I clip, yeah, I clipped the other ear to match. <laughs> Seemed easier than getting a than getting a prosthetic on the right ear. Strange, uh, strange uh, uh, wounds you have there on my on your ear, good sir. Did you were you born at a puppy mill? No, uh, Theremin on his escape. Uh, as I stole his rapier, used his dagger to cut my ears off. Mm, real, I see. Real, real piece of shit, that one. Well, as I must prove that I'm the better man over that Lebeau, um, I am fighting to win against Gadgerbuck. On guard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Touchy. <laughs> <laughs> that 
took me a second. I hate you. <laughs> uh, I got a 20. Oh, so you quite good with that rapier, Anthony. I can see why you did so well last year. Yes, the Claymore shall remain in the house of Chatelac. Although many uh, travesties have befallen my family as of late. You take minus one to your duelist. I do indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Very dramatic. It's not great. It's not a good time for me. So so is Reginald just fighting another competitor? Um, yeah, I guess I was reading these more closely. It looks like we have the option to either fight a named character or just fight a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I or, mean... I can, or I can try and send someone to the loser's bracket. Uh, but I'm just, I'm going to be ye good sport, um, and fight, uh, a non-player character. So that way we can just eliminate someone. <laughs> So I'm going to roll Foppish plus Duelist. Which is 12 plus 5 plus 1. So I win. So I... Success, you move on. If your opponent was someone else's competitor, they fight their way back from the loser's bracket. If you beat a non-competitor, they're eliminated. Have plus 1 Duelist and the medieval equivalent of Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Um, yes, I think, I mean, you already, yeah, I think I, without causing a, like, weird wrinkle in the, in the bracket, I think I'm going to go ahead and cause, or fight an unnamed character as well. And I'm also gonna, uh, be a good sport about it. Um, for for many reasons, um, I'm I'm quite injured from uh, my fight with Andony, um, and don't uh, don't quite feel like going all out as I attempt to uh, recompose myself. So foppish plus duelist, which is still not great, uh, but oh boy, I I just managed nine plus nine. Um, Yes. So I was an I, eighteen over fifteen just managing. <laughs> I because when I said that I thought it was a six. And oh. then I realized <laughs> that it was a nine. Um but yeah, so an eighteen uh and do manage to claw back some duelist um and and some medieval Gatorade. Uh it's rum. And successfully d- Defeat some no name. Alrighty. My, uh, <laughs> to wound my my or to heal my injured pride. <laughs> okay, so now time we to have kill some time. Yeah. What happens in between the final bouts? Um. Let's go in reverse order of what we just did. So. Uh. Robert, what is Theremin LeBeau, or excuse me, Gadger Buck doing in between time? 
Gadger Buck is uh, to is going to play play some mind games with Anthony, um, and, and say, you know, uh, I, I I certainly misstepped in our last duel, but uh, I have to say before uh, before that rascal Theremin escaped from my grasp. Um, he did give me some pointers on on my rear guard, and you should you should be careful. Should we should we find ourselves in the ring again? Uh, and uh, and roll Foppish. The this manipulative bullshit is rolled with Foppish plus Duelist. Um, so that is a six plus. Uh, 10 to 26. Um, and, 6 plus uh, and 10 that, is 26? No, it's a 16. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, you, I have successfully uh, planted the seed of doubt in you, Andony, and you're going to have disadvantage on your next fight roll. Yes, uh, Anthony is perplexed of being like, I've already beaten this man in the duel. Why is he talking about the next time we duel? That makes no sense. But he, like, and he just can't shake the thought of why this ridiculous <laughs> clipped-eared man bleeding profusely is like, aha, I, I will get you next time. And it's just like, whatever. <laughs> Go bleed somewhere else. Uh... <laughs> So reverse order, that would be me next. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, are all of the beloveds here, but not participating, or is it just? I would I think say yeah. I would watching, say everyone's right? here. Everyone's here. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to flirt or have a serious talk because things have been a little rough between me and Clearada lately. Um, so I'm going to stroll up to her, hat in hand. Um. My gorgeous raisin. I know that thinking outside the box is something that you have always said you've invented. And I respect that. Um, I know right now your interests are being pulled in several different directions between me and that cheating whore, the sister of our departed theremin. Uh, she cheats at dice, by the way, in case that wasn't clear. I want to make sure you're aware that she cheats at dice. Um, it's very important to me that you know she cheats at dice. You cheat but... at cards. <laughs> no, you cheat at cards. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to tell you what you should do, because I know that you're a free spirit, and no one can pin you down, even when you're failing to flash your chest and an entire scene of people, but I need you to know that I will respect you and let you fly free if only you will love me back. So I'm gonna roll Foppish plus Aristocrat, uh, which is an 8 plus a 6 plus a 3, which passes, so now Clearada is devoted to me again. Da, da, da. 
Hooray! We yep. make out behind some bushes while my wife is talking about how much we love each other. Yep. <laughs> oh, that Ferdinand is such a devoted husband. Blah, blah, blah. Bordeaux tasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call me a sommelier. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um... And uh, Andoni is going to prepare himself, prepare thyself for the uh, for the next uh, fight. Uh, he'll do this by drinking suspicious potions sold by loud-voiced traveling salesmen from distant lands for vim and vigor, <laughs> with a, a, a superfluous amounts of G's, R's, and E's in vigor. Yes. Vigory. <laughs> yes. Um, it does give him a state of icy mental efficiency and clarity, giving him advantage in the next duel, out, um, canceling out the, the disadvantage of ye old mind games. Nice. Well done. So. so now we're on to the final matches. Um. Do-do-do. So none of us got knocked out in the first round. So consider the player whose turn it currently is, which is Theremin. And someone has a Gadger Buck. Sorry, Gadger Buck. Um, And there is a person who you haven't fought, which is me. Correct. So so we will fight, and then the winner of that will go on to face Andoni. Yes, indeed. All right. So we each roll. Yes, so we each, and we also each pick a strategy. Yeah, I'm going um, to fight elegantly. Uh, as am I. I'm nothing but an elegant gentleman. Um, also, serious plus duelist is like a three. So yeah. <laughs> it's a bad roll for me. Um, <laughs> all right. So I rolled a seven plus a six plus a seven, so 20. Um, I also rolled a seven plus a ten. Um, so I beat you. <laughs> you beat me. Yes, it was a it was an extremely elegant duel. Um, and then my parting words to you, as uh, they clean you off the battlefield, I kind of throw you a little wink, and I go. You know, you look like my buddy Theremin, and uh, I know my brother kind of had a thing for him, so if you need to get patched up, maybe you should uh, hightail it over there. <laughs> like uh, a wink and a pat on the butt. <laughs> why, why, thank you greatly. I, I, I did see your brother, uh, and he's quite ravishing. <laughs> because I have beaten you, I have forgiven you for stealing my brother away. <laughs> Many thanks. You are indeed the more elegant duelist. Best of luck. Please do me. Can you do me one favor? What's that, my friend? Please murder Andoni. I'll do my best. Excellent. Thank you. I would much appreciate that. Uh, he is an asshole, and I don't like him. And I would like it if he died. So, best don't, of luck. Don't worry. I'm fucking his grandma. Excellent. That's wonderful. <laughs> I, honestly, that's even better. 
<laughs> if you can organize a way for him to witness that, uh, that feels like it might actually do more long-term damage than murdering him. So whichever one you feel is more uh, likely, uh, much appreciated. I'm going to go fuck your brother. <laughs> We give each other a very, like, extravagant and over-the-top weird handshake mm -hmm. that involves, yeah. like, some hip bumps and, like, yeah. a head uh, like High-five and then we jump up and high-five again. Yeah. yeah. Very intense. <laughs> Many thanks. <laughs> Shit my hat. <laughs> Okay then, so on to the final bouts of Ye Old All Valley Fencing Championship between Andoni Shatalak and Ferdinand Featherbottom um, with burning hatred in his eyes. Andoni, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, takes stride into the field. Like, I, I see uh, the scar I left you has healed nicely. Let's, let's say I give you some more. And I blow a kiss to his grandma out in the stands. <laughs> so I'm going to be fighting with brute intensity, because that's serious duelist, and I have advantage on that against you. Uh, oh, was that you, or was it your dad? No, it's, it's me. You? Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to fight elegantly. Okay. Because I'm an elegant kind of guy. Uh, so I rolled a 7 again, so a 20. I also rolled a 20. So we'd uh, go again. I roll again, and I must continue with... And I'm going to maintain fighting elegantly, because I have the mm -hmm. choice to choose. Yes, but I must continue to, to fight brutally. I'm not going to. I rolled the exact same thing. <laughs> I rolled a 21. Fuck. Yeah. I uh, leave you with... Nasty notch in the ear, and I a necklace of the slivers of ears yeah. to like make lines of my oh, as my foppishness has gone and up over the course of this game. Again, the, the last warrior standing, so you need to give yourself a brief end to your story. Um. Just so the hardships of the Shadowlack family are um great and numerous. The loss of my mother, the quote-unquote loss of my grandmother. Um, and uh, despite my uh distant father's uh insistence that I need to pursue more aristocratic and uh more aristocratic enterprises i have discerned to become rather single-minded in my dueling um forte uh standing on the edge of it becoming the all-consuming uh factor of my life <laughs> as it's um stray but a little and i will become a man who goes off into the wilds to study the ways of the blade uh as that has become all that his life is <laughs> So. But for now, 
the Chatelacs remain a presence within the 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 city of Vindemir and the school for encircling Enlightenment Way uh, gains many new students based off of the um, continued uh, success of, of their style of, fe of fencing, which is, as always, go for the ear. <laughs> uh, while Ferdinand Featherbottom might not have won the tournament in the final round, um, he knows he is truly a winner. In that he has a loyal wife who will never leave him, who adores him. He has a sweet beloved, freaky as fuck granny on the side, uh, which really rubs his rival the wrong way, which is just as good as the Bordeaux. And just, you know, as we see how things progress between not Theremin and my brother, maybe we can combine to make. The greatest sword school that's ever existed as our family continues to grow. <laughs> and uh, Gadger Buck, <laughs> while not having the greatest showing on earth, uh, either at the tournament or in his romantic pursuits, uh, is, is happy to have shed the weight of the LeBeau name and uh, the the sordid history of Theremin and and his many failures. And so uh you know enjoys enjoys his dalliances with Reginald. Um you know things still aren't too serious but they enjoy each other's company and are you know seeing where things go. And uh and he's attempting to to rebuild the reputation of the delinquent fox school under this very new not at all Theremin regime <laughs> instituting some changes and uh and focusing on rear guard and defense of the ears uh, <laughs> and and hoping to put up a greater showing next year now gadger bucks duelist has fallen to one um so it is more of a social club than it is a true dueling school. Um, but he enjoys it, and, uh, and his, his students certainly seem to have a good time. Um, Brion is sad with the departure of Theremin. Um, Emile has immediately seen through the terrible disguise, <laughs> um, but is, uh, and is unhappy that she now uh, gets the full brunt of of uh, examination from her parents um, with Theremin's departure, but his fleeing in shame has certainly given her some wiggle room. Um, <laughs> he has uh, bought some extra sets of cards so that the backs don't give it away. So and that was kind of a of happy Vendemir. ending for everyone in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Knives what? to the sky. Well done, everybody. Knives to the sky. <laughs> to the next. Wait, hold on, I'm going to get this as a, uh, a print screen. This. Okay. <laughs> Until the next 
Ye Old Valley Tournament. Yep. In which I desperately want to continue the story of Gadger Buck. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I will likely be using him until he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> which could be immediately, given yeah. that he currently has one duelist and two serious. <laughs> well, that was delightful. Yes, Did that everyone was, that was great. have fun? So much fun. I am in love with this game. <laughs> yeah, and this game was made for you. Like, we need to introduce you to Greg so he can, like... I feel like once he meets you, he'll be like, yes, this is the exact person I created this game for. Yes, please. I (laughs) absolutely want to meet him and thank him for this game. I'm going to be playing this as often as I possibly can. Uh, I'm going to try and run it for my own uh, D&D group in between uh, real campaign sessions. Can I play? Yes, absolutely, please do. Um, I, I'm going to try and run as many ga- like have as many games of this going as possible, because it's great, short and easy, and I love it. A ringing endorsement! Yeah, yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. I was actually worried this was going to go too long with seven scenes, but I think because we had three people, yeah. it went very quickly. Obviously, um, the time's going to be compounded based off of number of players and stuff like that but still like you know yeah two hours is you know this is great this yeah is, this is this is a lot of fun so yeah i feel like four people is the ideal yeah setup makes the ending bracket very easy um yeah while also like uh not you know not bloating the each round with too many things to happen I also right. like that there's a bunch of the, like, random things that can happen. So the game, you know, changes session to session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. High there's, replay value. Yeah, because there's there's a, a dozen, uh, you know, different scenes you can have mm-hmm. in between the main three ones. And, and they're randomly, uh, you know, uh, occurring. So... Um, so even if you had the same ones, if like you could have like imagine if Gadger Buck emerged in the first like uh, random scene, that would have been or yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, I also really want to play Gadger Buck in another session just in case the locked room mystery comes up again <laughs> and he can attempt it again and have to come up with another new name and another disguise now with two cropped ears and double fake mustache <laughs> becomes like an urban legend and Vindemir the, yeah. the scourge gadger buck or... <laughs> yeah the clip here man say, coming to get you some say gadger buck helped the killer of both Lord Ravenscroft and his heir, Lord Ravenscroft. Junior. <laughs> Some say it was the same person. And that badger guck is him. <laughs> the just the, the epic tale of Gadger Buck. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 
we will likely be playing this again on the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Robert, thank you for coming on uh, Relatable Roles and uh, playing Dueling Pups of Venue with us. And for you thank at home, you uh, we hope you enjoyed this two hours <laughs> of just fanciful nonsense. Please let us know what you thought about it. If you want to see more Gadgerbuck and Co. in the future, <laughs> or any other sort of game of whimsical nonsense. So, Claire, why don't you take us out of here? Alrighty. Ah, if you're interested in finding more about what we do and how to get a hold of us, you can get, get at us at Relatable Roles Podcast on Instagram, Relatable Roles on Twitter, Relatable Role Podcast at gmail.com for all your hate mail that goes directly to Max. Please follow us, share us, rate and review us, let other people find us. The magic of the algorithm means sometimes new podcasts get screwed. And we'd like to keep making more content. And I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to do it whether or not people listen, because this is endlessly entertaining to us. But if someone wants to hear us, uh, you know, have foppish duels or go crazy in a murder Cthulhu room or debate whether or not we're falling in love over a dead horse, um, please continue to listen. <laughs> As always, take it easy and... Watch those ears. And don't take it sleazy. Or do. I'm not your mom. Yeah. Anything goes in Vindemir. <laughs> take it very sleazy. Yeah. I mean, this As really, this game is take it sleazy personified. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Alistair.